Welcome to Thames Festival Trust Podcasts. In this episode, Peter Finch of the River Thames Society and Steve Tabbitt from Thames Path and National Trail chat about how to best experience the river and what we need to do to ensure its accessibility to all. Hello, I'm Steve. I'm the Thames Path National Trail Officer. So basically that means my job is to promote, maintain and enhance the Thames Path National Trail source uh, which is in South Gloucestershire through to uh, currently the Thames Barrier in Greenwich. But I'm also working with the Thames English Coast Path to extend the Thames Path National Trail from uh, the barrier to finally finish on the Isle of Grain in Kent. So uh, hopefully by the end of the year, if everything goes to plan, um, we'll have a full source to sea national trail following the whole of the Thames. Hi, I'm Peter Finch. I'm the chairman of the River Thames Society, which was formed in 1962. It's a charity. We want to promote and protect the river uh, wherever we can. We were part of the, with the Ramblers, were campaigning for the uh, Thames Path at the very beginning. We're very pleased to see how it's developed and uh, it's always good to work with Steve and and his colleagues in uh, hopefully extending it and improving it. Last month was the 25th anniversary of the creation of the Thames Path. It was a long time in, in getting the final legislation through. Um, and I think really, as Steve said, it, it should be celebrated, particularly during the pandemic with all the restrictions. One of the few things that people have been able to do is to get out and walk. And there's been a huge increase in, in uh, people using, you know, using the path, whether it's dog walkers who do it most of the time anyway, to people who for the first time have actually you know, seen a lot of, the, of London and, and the country by going on the Thames Path, perhaps who haven't really done that before. And so I think in some ways the pandemic has introduced a lot of people, new people to the path. But there were two organisations, as Peter mentioned earlier, who continually lobbied numerous governments uh, so Peter's River Thames Society and the then Ramblers Association, now the Ramblers, constantly lobbied gov- governments and said, hey, what about our Thames path? You, this was promised to us in 1949. Uh, 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 and eventually, uh, in the 1980s, the Countryside uh, Commission started the survey in then to recreate the Thames path national trail. And now this year, we're celebrating our 25 years of the Thames being a national trail um, as opposed to other national trails that are celebrating their 70th year. So we're the, we're the new kids on the block, basically, as national trails. Um, the newer one will, of course, be, as I, as I mentioned earlier, working with the uh, English Coast Path teams who are creating a national trail on the complete route around England. I think traditionally there have always been you know, village fairs and, 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 and regattas, but that's really increased. You, f- you, you find, particularly during the, obviously the summer months, more and more local authorities sponsor, or local people sponsor, uh, river events of various kinds. And I mean, the Thames Festival for, you know, has been going for about 10 years now, and that for a whole month that just gives huge opportunities to people to experience artistic things. 25 years, is that long, is it? God. Um, thank you. Well, it's been going for 25 years and it's introduced uh, thousands and thousands of people to different uh, facets of the river. And, and you, you can, particularly during the summer, you'll find if you go to the Isle of Dogs, to Greenwich, to Gravesend, there are their own festivals 
quite often using the river. There's use of some kind of river event as well as, as events going on the, uh, on the land. I mean, there's so many activities or in, in, in the Thames. I mean, one of, one of the big ones kind of, we've seen a huge increase in wild swimming uh, at, at, at the moment, which is absolutely fantastic, seeing, seeing people out there swimming. And I'm sure that there's some very good clubs that you can join and have a go. The other massive, massive rise that we've seen everywhere on, on, on the navigable Thames is stand-up paddleboarding. Um, and there's, you know, there's some really good clubs if you wanted to have a go at that, uh, and canoe clubs um, to, to, to have a go. Um, but just to say, all of, these, all of these activities in the Thames, and of course the, the, the usual sailing and the rowing clubs, and you know, if you go to Henley, the, 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 and, uh, and, and, and if you go to Putney, you know, there's masses of people rowing and, 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 and everywhere else along the, along, the trail, along the Thames as well. Um, but all of them rely on the Thames path, for the most part, to get access into the river. If we, didn't, if we can't maintain the river bank as access, then the recreation in the river doesn't necessarily, necessarily happen. And I think I think I think people also are realizing more and more that you can combine a walk along the Thames path with a boat trip. I mean, there are some marvelous boat trips. You can get a boat trip from Westminster to Hampton Court, and then you can walk from Hampton Court to to Kingston and get a train home. So there's this infinite number of combinations along the river and the banks, whereby you can combine the best of of everything really. And that's one of the real changes over the years since I've been involved in the river that the trip boats such as the one we're on now and the Thames Clippers who run a regular ferry service they've really grown immensely and a lot more choice of people and in many cases at not very expensive rates you know they have family rates and so on so I really would encourage people to get out on the river and walk along the river and do both not necessarily at the same time of course <laughs> and also of course walking the other thing that's become very popular particularly in central London, is walking along the foreshore. There have been a number of programmes on the television uh, showing mudlarkers. Um, just a one word of caution, the Port of London Authority require you to have a licence. And uh, if you want to actually dig deeper, become a proper mudlark, then you have to have a, a, a more expensive licence, and, and that's not given to everybody. But having said that, it doesn't stop people walking along and uh, occasionally tipping over a stone with, 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 their, with their, their shoes. It's just exciting. And again, just be very careful. Of, don't forget that this is a, a tidal river. And what looks an appealing, uh, sandy, shingly bank, um, you walk along it and the tide can come in at a rate of knots. And always make sure you, you know where the, the ladders and the stairs are to get out quickly. Well, we always, yeah, I mean, we always try to encourage everyone to use public transport. Uh, and, it, and it's so easy in London. If you want to, you know, you can combine, you combine the train, you can combine the, the tube and, 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 the, and, the, and the bus and the routes uh, with the Thames path. Um, on, on the website, just to say on our website, and if you just, um, if you did a search for Thames Path National Trail, you'd come to our official website. We have an interactive map and we've, we've mapped all the sort of tube stations that are kind of either side of the, the river. And so, you know, people can plan their routes and plan their journeys accordingly. And, and something like the Thames, is a, is a, a Thames Path is a, is a unique national trail 
in that it's, you know, you don't want to say there's something for everyone, but in, 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 in the context that well, there is, but also people do use it for their daily exercise. They go jogging, they go running along it, they take their dogs for a walk along it, they cycle into work along it, particularly on summit, although it's not, it's not strictly speaking, it's not cyclable on, there are certain areas that you can cycle and certain areas that aren't, um, are, 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 you're not able to cycle on. But people do use it as their, as their daily commute and they use it as an alternative to, from taking, taking the car in. And I think that's something something really really uh, that's really brilliant about the about the Thames path compared to other other national trails which do tend to be in very uh, um, uh, more, more, more isolated areas than the Thames I mean the Thames can be uh, the Thames and its trail can be quite isolated in the upper reaches but then it kind of it, it, it shapes how the whole of well southwest to south, to, and, and through to London, it kind of shapes, it shaped the communities. So you go through larger, you know, you go through the large cities or the, the larger cities of Oxford and then the larger conurbations of Windsor and Maidenhead and then sort of into, into Surrey and, and then through into, um, it, it, in, into London and, 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 and through it. So you have this mixture of very, well, very beautiful rural Cotswolds um, areas of outstanding natural beauty through to these amazing cityscapes and that's kind of makes it quite very unique uh, for, for, for a national trail. And the other thing I was going to say about, about the river which um, people often just were often put off. I've heard people say to me I'm not going anywhere near that horrible smelly dirty river. Now the fact is the river is a lot cleaner than it used to be. Believe it or not, uh, I, I, I knew the river in the 1950s. Uh, and uh, if you fell in the river then, you were taken straight to hospital uh, because uh, noxious uh, things of all kinds came from the, the wharfs and the docks into the river and all kinds of other things I won't even mention. Uh, there's still one particular element that's being worked on, and that's the fact that uh, during times of rain, many of the Victorian sewage system, uh, there are overflows into the river. So there are still some mixture of sewage and rainwater going to the river. That, however, is being resolved by the building of the Tideway Tunnel. And we're not very far from one of the main tunnel drive sites, and that's got about three, four, five years to go before it's completed. When it has been completed, it means that with very apart from extremely exceptional circumstances, there won't be that kind of pollution that there has been in, in, in most recent years. As for the colour of the river, well the fact is that London is based on clay and gravels and what you're really seeing here, you're seeing the tide taking the sand and the gravel up and down the river. It's not dirt. If you go into the river, it's clear. But uh, you know the sediment eventually goes to the bottom. So I would encourage people to get in the river with caution if you're going to swim, get on the river as much as you possibly can and certainly walk along the river. And don't forget, most of the Thames Path is free. It's one of the few things left in life that doesn't cost anything to go along. For more information on our projects and events, head to thamesfestivaltrust.org. Supported by Arts Council England, Mayor of London and Port of London Authority. Recorded at Butler's Wharf and with thanks to Livitt's Group.